You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. We've got a lot to get to. Some personnel news out of Tennessee and uh, also recruiting news on Eric Gilbert, one of the top prospects in the nation. And uh, also, ton of recruiting news out of Auburn and Alabama So we'll get right to it. But first, we start with a breakdown of the top special team units in the conference. Chris, what do you got? Well, you know, one of the things that I like to focus on when we talk about special teams, of course, people think punter, kicker, really important. Returners, really important. But when in the coaching and scouting world, breaking down special teams, it's six units. It's the kickoff team. It's the kick coverage team. It's the punt team. It's the punt coverage team. Um, it's it's the field goal unit. The, the field goal unit team. So you, you've got you've got all those things you have to evaluate. And in college, I think there's an inherited advantage as opposed to the NFL in that uh, it's about athletes. It's about uh, assignment. Uh, being assignment sound on special teams. But when you've got really good athletes that you can go, you know, 80, 85 deep on your roster. You've got a lot of quality guys, and it's a great entryway into earning spots as a linebacker, as a safety, as a receiver, if you show if you're a standout on special teams. The NFL's a little different because your starters are your best guys on offense or defense. And then you have key guys that are just core special teams guys that may not be quality starters on offense or defense, but are really good there. But for the most part, when you have an injury, uh, in in the NFL at a linebacker, let's say, well, then that backup guy comes in and there may not be a huge drop off um, from the linebacker spot, but there's very often a huge drop off in athletic traits from the guy that you're bringing on the practice squad or off the street. That's now you're starting L4 on the coverage unit, for example. So there's some inherited advantage. And the reason I mentioned is teams that have a lot of really good um cover athletes, block athletes. So, you know, think safeties and linebackers and tight end type guys uh, that are really, really good. But it's it's a key thing to look for. Love AM special teams. Uh, they lost their special teams coach, Jeff Banks, hired by Alabama. Good move for Bama. But AM's still really good. They had um, the best punt coverage team, best kick return team and kick coverage team in the league. Brandon Mann was a really good punter. Now their their kicking unit, uh, their their uh, field goal kicking unit is a little bit in flux right now, and we'll see how good they can be. Alabama, um, I, I, we talked a little bit answering a question yesterday, didn't we, Dave, about their their kicking situation? I think their punting and uh, kicking situations really good with Will Reichard. I think they have a chance to be improved this year. We shall see. We've heard that before. Uh, I think they come through, they'll be fine because, man, do they have great returners, Jalen Waddell. Uh, they've got a lot of explosiveness in the return game. And because they're so well coached, and with the addition of Jeff Banks, this gives them a really good opportunity um, to even be better in the coverage units. Georgia's got uh, Mr. Blankenship and um, the punter, Jake. Um, Camarda, really good, and I think they've got really good return return units. Uh, LSU's got uh, a true freshman in Cade York, who's a really good field goal kicker. They've always done a pretty nice job in their field goal kicking unit. Um, I think Andres Carlson is a really good kicker for Auburn. I think they've got uh, in in um, Sipos is a really good uh, punter, 
and they've got pretty pretty good athletes on the coverage units. And I think Tennessee's special teams were pretty good last year, and they got a lot of guys back. So uh, I think Florida kind of would be in that uh, that, that 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 second tier. I think A and M and Alabama. Then then I would go Georgia, LSU, Auburn. Then I think uh, Tennessee, Florida. Then I think you're getting into um, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Then Arkansas. Then Missouri. Then Vanderbilt. Mainly because the athletic, the depth of athletic qualities are a little bit lacking there. Um, it it uh, at Vanderbilt in particular, and their ability to cover as well as you need to, um, it, it hurt. It hurts them a little bit uh, as a result. So we do want to get to news and notes, and wow, another uh, hit on the offensive line at Tennessee. I believe this is the sixth offensive lineman who mm. has Mm-mm. retired due to health concerns. This time it's uh, Melvin McBride, and and we don't know Trey Smith's status either with the blood clots. He could be out as well. So, um, Chris, this is a really tough way to build a football team. Yeah, it is. And listen, McBride, um, all due respect to him, we wish him the best. You know, it's not that he's a, a great talent loss. That is, you know, we're not talking about losing a top-flight lineman in the league. But you're just hitting on it. It's the depth that's the biggest concern. So they're they're really thin there. And what this means is injuries are going to have a bigger impact if they were to have some during the fall. They're going to have a bigger impact on them than others. And and uh, that that is going to hurt the protection. It's going to hurt the passing game. It's going to hurt the running game. Um, so there's no question. Uh, listen, that's uh, that's why we've talked about it. it is a slow build. Um, and it's it's a it's a slow rebuild with the trying to improve the talent level in Knoxville. And we want to go to a little bit of recruiting. Eric Gilbert, a tight end, I know you really like. We've talked a lot about his official visit is to Alabama. Yeah, and it's really crucial visit for Alabama. Um, it, it looks like Georgia is the clear favorite for him. Um, so. This is an opportunity to see if they can turn them around. We've talked about Alabama's tight end situation. They're looking for that next great, you know, guy that can do what the O.J. Howards and um, uh, Irv Smith did. Clemson, Tennessee are also in the mix. I know Oklahoma, LSU, Auburn, A&M, Penn State, USC, or other guys that are in it. It's from Marietta, Georgia, and uh, he plays really well at defensive end and tight end, uh, can play both spots. Um, listen, he's one of the top 12, 15 prospects overall in the 2020 class. So, uh, again, strong lean right now to Georgia, and we'll see if Alabama can make some ground up this weekend. And it looks like Texas A&M is getting in on uh, running back Daniel Nagata. Daniel Nada is a really good young place, 5'9", 180, and this guy can really scoot. Um, I know Oklahoma State, he, he looks like an Oklahoma State back. You know, the guys that – Really daughters, really fast space players. Penn State's uh, had some inroads. I know Clemson and Oregon and Arizona State uh, are also on his list. But he's a good space player. Um, change of pace back. Uh, he's going to take a visit to College Station on June 21st. So we'll keep you up to date here as well as on LandryFootball.com how that status has gone. Talked about Tennessee trying to rebuild their roster. So is Arkansas. They get a transfer uh, from Southern. What do you make yes. of that? Well, listen, here's the thing about it. It's it's uh, not a earth-shattering news, but it is is worth of note. 
this is a really good player. He's, um, you know, this is a case where a guy that's at Southern University in Baton Rouge, that is a good, he's a good slot player that really fits from a route running standpoint and a quickness standpoint as an inside slot guy in um, Chad Morris's system. Um, you know, the fact that he led Southern in receptions, that's fine. That doesn't mean a whole lot. He's just really got the quickness, the ability to make plays with the ball in his hand. He's a depth option at this point. He's not, you know, overall, ideally, what you'd like to have, um, you know, in terms of recruiting. But in terms of a plug-and-play experience guy, this guy's pretty good. So very good get for them. Don't forget to go to Twillery.com. Twillery.com, fantastic shirts, high quality, very affordable, and use the Locked On promo code, Locked On promo code, and boom, you get $25 off. Free shipping, free return, so why wouldn't you try it out? You bundle those shirts together, and they're as affordable as $55 a shirt. You don't have to iron them. They don't wrinkle. You can't beat it. Twillery.com. Coming up, a recruiting report. Tennessee gets a commitment. We'll have more right after this. He is Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. The Locked On SEC Football Podcast rolls on. You are Locked On SEC Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. You're Locked On SEC Football Podcast. We talked about some tough news for the balls earlier in another Uh, offensive lineman having to retire due to medical conditions, but uh, Tennessee does get a commitment, and their class has been growing recently. Yeah, it has, and uh, they're working really hard on it, I can tell you that. Lovey Jenkins is a guy that can, I think, play all over the secondary, 6'1", 182 pounds. Uh, He's got a lot of range, um, really good in pursuit, good tackler. He's a Florida kid that did commit to Tennessee um, yesterday. Uh, Pitt and Notre Dame had visits scheduled with him. Um, you know, he's a really solid kid. Yes, he's a three-star guy. I think he's a trending player and uh, probably doesn't get enough credit for his versatility. I think this kid's going to be a really good player. Uh, so good get for Tennessee. I don't know if he's still planning to visit Pitt and, and Notre Dame. That was scheduled these this weekend and next um, I'm guessing that uh, because of the verbal commitment of Tennessee was an indicator that he's probably not going to take those visits, but not sure. But at this point, he's looking like he's headed to Knoxville. What do you think of Tennessee's class to this point, Chris? Because it seemed to be lagging maybe a week ago, and now they've gained a little bit of momentum. It's gaining ground. Uh, the, the thing that I say that it, it is a race, it, it's an arms race. And, you know, as good as it is and as improving as it is, we all know that they are sorely behind Georgia in the East in terms of talent. And they're behind Florida in terms of talent. The recruiting class is the same. While Tennessee's getting better, you know, Georgia and Florida's recruiting classes are better yet. So it's it's kind of a... You know, if it's a horse race and you got a, um, you know, a secretary at like 30, you know, uh, uh, horse lead, uh, are you really making up ground? I mean, you know, it's it's a race um, and, you know, Tennessee's doing a better job, but there's I don't know how much ground they're making up because the people ahead of them are really doing a good job. So improving, yes, making up ground, you know, that's that's debatable at this point. Around the country, we don't think about 
Houston necessarily having elite, well, elite players at any particular unit, but they certainly do uh, after you study their wide receivers. Yeah, you know, listen, it, it, I, I think one of the more interesting hires and interesting developments um, is Dana Holgerson out at Houston. The facilities with Tillman Fertitta and his involvement there, the facilities are great. I mean, they are P5 level. And we know the talent level. They were able to get out. Obviously, it, it wasn't uh, Dana. It was Tom Herman that got Ed Oliver, who's obviously a high first-round pick. Uh, the first five-star guy to ever be signed by a G5 school. Um, Houston's really talented, and, and I think the receiving core is outstanding. Marquise Stevenson is really good. Um, uh, Keith Corbin, Courtney Lark are really good. Um, they've got Bryson Smith and Jeremy Singleton. The depth, obviously playing a lot of four wide sets in Dana's uh, offense is going to be interesting. I, I think this is unique in that Dana was limited in what he was able to do as a recruiter at West Virginia. He's a Texas guy. If he can recruit well at Houston, this may be a hire that could be, uh, I think it's boom or bust, but I think it's likely to be boom. Uh, I think that they can score a bunch of points. And think about it, doing it against uh, AAC schools, uh, Houston has a chance, in my opinion, um, to be the talk and replace Central Florida as the talk of that league. I mean, their resources are even better, and they also have great recruiting resources like uh, UCF. But uh, let's watch this offense and what they're able to do against, remember, um, AAC defenses. This is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But really good group of receivers. Keep an eye on the Houston Cougs this year. Coming up, it'll be a recruiting report. We go to Alabama and Auburn. Again, go to twillery.com. Use the promo code locked on. Use the promo code locked on. You get $25 off. Fantastic shirts. You don't have to iron. Stylish. And man, they are comfortable. That's Twillery. Dot com. Stay tuned. Recruiting with the Crimson Tide and Auburn Tigers right after this. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. You're locked on SEC football podcast. Rolls on after this. You are locked on SEC football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Your Locked On SEC football podcast continues. Let's take a look at Alabama's recruiting. An official visit from Cam Large which is a great name for uh, <laughs> any football player. Uh, I'd almost prefer him be like an offensive guard, but he is a tight end. Your thoughts? 6'4", 232, and he will get, uh, well, larger is not the correct English, right? Bigger. <laughs> so so I don't know. I, we just, we'll just leave that there for the English teachers out there in our audience. Um, this kid's misevaluated. This kid's a talented kid. I can tell you just through my recruiting experience, um, He's from uh, Dedham, Massachusetts, so it's not a hotbed. And th this this kid's kind of quote unquote labeled a three star. Now this kid's this kid's better than that. He can I think play early for somebody at an SEC level. Um, and, and just to give you an idea, Georgia and Ohio State when they went in to evaluate it, they want to get a visit with him. We've kind of discussed a couple of uh, visits. We talked about Eric Gilbert. Alabama's looking for that really good tight end. Th this is a kid. That's very good. Cam Large, it's easy to name to remember. He's 6'4", 232. His frame is going to get him into the 250, 255 range. Um, uh, you know, pe the people kind of say, well, he's the top 15 
tight end prospect. He's he's more of a top five or six uh, tight end prospect in this class. He's a little bit better than people are thinking. So he took an official visit to Alabama over the weekend. Um, uh, listen, it, it, it's they told him he could play early. He's going to take a visit to Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, and then, again, Georgia and Ohio State are going to get official visits as well. So this is what we call – can we say a late bloomer in June for a kid 2020? Uh, that's kind of what it is in, in today's cycle. This kid's a late bloomer and a lot better than people thought. And then quarterback Haynes King uh, took his – or taking his official visit to Auburn, I should say, this weekend. Yeah, uh, he's 6'3", 180, uh, needs to kind of fill out that frame. But um, he's a dual-threat guy. Um, and uh, Tennessee, um, he's, he's already – taking visits there. Um, believe it or not, you know, good kid. Duke's in the, the running. He has some interest in visiting there, but I do expect him to end up in the SEC. He's a dual threat guy that can really throw it. Um, he's, uh, to me, a, 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 you know, he's a four-star kid. I think that's accurate. Uh, and I think he's one of the top, uh, 75, hundred overall prospects in the 2020 class. So we'll see where it stacks up. No really early leader that I can discern at this point. Um, you know, I, I, I think AM, Tennessee, Auburn are definitely all have a really good shot. So we'll see how this plays out. And, um, you know, once he gets done with the Auburn visit, we may get some inkling as to where his leaning is. That is your Locked on SEC Football podcast. Have a fantastic day, everyone. We will talk to you tomorrow with the latest news from around the SEC.